Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jazz Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Ortiz, and today we're going to get into a little bit of everything. And we're going to talk about who am I, uh, why I decided to start this podcast, and everything that's been going on with me this past uh, year, year and a half, during this whole pandemic. So uh, my name is Haziel Ortiz. Uh, most people know me by Jazz just because that I've had that nickname since middle school. I uh, I got it in the band. I used to play the trumpet. And um, uh, it was one of the teachers who gave me that nickname. And um, ever since then, it's just stuck, you know. It was a lot of uh, uncomfortable moments throughout uh, school that, on you know, on the first day of school, people would be going down the roll and um, they'd always take a long pause at my name, you know, so... By the time we got to high school, it was it, it was known to everyone that everyone called me Jazz, and it was kind of funny because the uh, the students would eventually tell the teacher, you know, just call him Jazz. You know, I didn't even have to say anything. It was it was kind of funny. So um, I'm 22 years old. I uh, I'm originally from Mexico. I uh, I came over when I was five years old, so I've been here 17 years, and uh, yeah, I mean, I really like it over here. So. Uh, it's been nice. I uh, I didn't have any difficulty adjusting to the culture just because I was so young. So uh, I don't really uh, know much of my uh, Mexican culture. I've uh, I've grown up here most of my life. So um, so yeah. And um, this past year, year and a half has been crazy. I've been able to uh, train a lot more consistent now. During the first couple months, it was tough just because. Everyone didn't know what was going on, and um, everyone was kind of scared to uh, make the wrong decisions. So uh, I think now it's starting to uh, clear up more, and uh, cases are going down. So I think we're uh, we're starting to get back to normal, and I'm I'm very happy. Uh, I'm very happy of that. So uh, I'll give you my background in jiu-jitsu. I started jiu-jitsu when I was uh, 11 years old. I started in middle school. My uh, my friend Tommy, he uh, he did uh, he did MMA slash jujitsu when I think he started at eight years old, and um, he got me started uh, when I was in middle school. And he, you know, he said, you know, just come and try out a class, you know, just try it out. And I was very I was very hesitant at first, just because I I'd never done anything like that. You know, I uh, <clears throat> I'd been searching for a sport to get into. And um, I'd played soccer. Um, I tried out fo- football. Soccer, I liked. Um, football, I was not very fond of it, just because of just how brute you have to be. You know, it it just it doesn't fit me. It doesn't fit my personality. I just couldn't my, see myself doing that. So uh, I went and tried out a class. My uh, my mother, she was so hesitant on taking me, just because she was worried I'd freaking get hurt somehow. And, um, I finally talked her into taking me and, um, uh, I was hooked right off the get go. So, uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I really liked everything. I loved, uh, ju- I used to do, uh, jujitsu in the gi mostly. So I really fell in love with the gi and I just went back and forth between, uh, MMA, uh, gi jujitsu, no gi jujitsu. I liked it all. And, uh, I've been doing it ever since. So it's been about I would say eleven years. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you the month or day exactly. You know, some people know that stuff. I I just can't keep up with it. 
So um, I used to do uh, I used to do uh, cage fighting. I did that from I can't even remember when I started putting on gloves and started trying to make that a goal. I think it was I would say ever since it wasn't immediately was in when I got into jujitsu that I wanted to fight. It's probably I would say thirteen fourteen is when I wanted to pursue that and um I hear a lot of uh jujitsu competitors that's how they that's how they started off you know they wanted to uh excuse me they wanted to be uh MMA fighters and uh yeah that was that was me I uh uh won one fight in Virginia and then I uh fought again in Danville Virginia and I lost that fight and um, I felt like, you know, I got to experience what winning was like, and I got to experience what losing was like, so I felt like I got the whole package, and then I was like, I'm tired of getting hit in the head, you know, I'm tired of uh, getting beat up by grown men, you know, because when I uh, when I stopped fighting, I was maybe 16 years old, and I figured, oh God, I, ha- I have so many years ahead of me, I can't keep getting hit in the head, what's wrong with me? So uh, I finally got some sense to me, and uh, I was like, uh, I got to quit doing this. So um, I stopped doing uh, striking altogether. I still like to dabble in it every now and then, just hit pads and uh, just move around with guys. But I don't really uh, spore or do any of that just because I don't like getting hit in the head. I need my I need my brain. I'm in nursing school. I need my brain. I need to use as much brain as I have left. <laughs> So uh yeah speaking of speaking of that brain I uh the first day I tried jujitsu I had come in uh, I can't remember if it was for a kids class I think it was for an adult class I come in with uh and train with the adults and at the time it was a lot of uh badasses in that gym it was um oh, god I can't even remember all the guys there were so many but a lot of really good guys who were active MMA fighters, and you know, here, here, me and Tommy are uh, training alongside these guys and getting treated just like them. You know, getting our asses handed to us, and uh, that was interesting. And um, it was, it was almost like getting um, what do they call it in college when they uh, hazing. It was almost like you were getting hazed just because uh, you got the shit beat out of you. It was. It was not an easy day, any day, and um, I don't know what told me, man. I really, I really like the rush of, of this, and I should come back. I don't know what told me that, but I, I've been at it ever since, and um, I think I had my white belt since. Let's see, I had my white belt ever since I started jujitsu. And then I think I got my blue belt when I was maybe 16, I think so. Because at the time, me and Tommy got them together. And it was after one of his fights where he got his jaw broke. And we both got them the same day. I think it was the following. It was two weeks after that fight. So I might have been 15 or 16. I got my blue belt. And then after that, I got my, I got my purple belt when I was, what would I have to say, 19? I would say 19 or 20, one of the two. I think I had it four years, so 20 probably. 
Yeah, and then I got promoted to a purple belt when I was uh, 20 years old. And, um, yeah, I uh, it was interesting because um, both times it wasn't like your, your normal uh, uh, belt testing, you know. It was you roll with a lot of people and uh, it was basically if you survive, you may or may not get promoted. It was so like, it wasn't a... Uh, at least to my knowledge, it wasn't a curriculum, which I mean, uh, some people are a fan of it. Some people are not. I I liked it. Uh, I thought it was a good way of uh, testing how much, uh, how much you're, you have left in the gas tank and how much heart you have. So I liked it. I I liked that. I feel like that was an old school method of uh, promoting uh, jujitsu fighters. And uh, I liked it. Um, and nowadays, I don't do as much uh, gi jiu-jitsu just because I've fallen in love with uh, no gi jiu-jitsu and um, everything that's going on with it as far as the leg locks and the crazy flying submissions and uh, barambolos and MNRI rolls. I, I really like all that in uh, the, the no gi. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's been uh, that's been interesting. I actually had a uh, nogi competition uh, about a, uh, I think it was in June or July. A few yeah, it would have to be uh, June. Uh, a few months ago in June, I went to uh, Texas, Dallas, Texas. First time I'd ever flown. I uh, went to fight on a uh, fight to win card. It was very interesting because I did not expect this to uh, happen. So, um, in June, I had applied for the event, and I figured, you know, there's no competitions in North Carolina. There's no competitions in Virginia or South Carolina, which is where I was, uh, where the little circuit I take, those those are usually the spots I hit up. And I figured, you know, let's see what happens. You know, Fight to Win was one of the promotions, one of the few promotions that was actually having shows. And for a while, I think they were the only and um, I was I figured, you know, let's let's apply to this uh, card and see what happens. Let's just see what happens if they contact me back. So I applied. I compete usually at either 135 or uh, 145. Just depends wherever I can get a match just because it's hard finding little guys um, at my rank. And um, I applied. And next thing I know, I'd been taking on. I think I'd just gotten home from work. I was taking a nap and uh, I'm asleep on the couch. And next thing I know, I wake up and look at my phone and it says, you know, we've got a guy for you. Uh, His name's Chase Sosa. He wants to fight at uh, 145. It was 140, 145, something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like y'all, like y'all are really getting me out there. Like really? And I call my wife really, really excited, like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. Like, the UFC of Jiu-Jitsu has contacted me. Like, they actually responded back. And I was like, what do I do? Like, do I accept it? Do I not accept it? Like, what What do I do? What the hell? I don't even, like, I don't even know what to think. I'm just excited I even got considered. So then we talk about it, and she's like, I mean you haven't competed in a while, you know, you haven't, you haven't been able to do much just because of this pandemic. And she said, you know, you haven't been training much either though. Are you going to be able to, uh, do you think you'll be able to, to get ready in that amount of time? 
And I was like, I mean, I don't care. Like, I'm ready or not, or whatever, like, you only get this shot once in a lifetime. Like, these chances are not going to come around uh, a lot. So, whenever that opportunity presents itself, I I need to take it. So, I, uh, my friend Scott, I contacted him immediately because uh, we, uh, we took a few trips on the seminars, and that was kind of our thing. We would always try and find uh, seminars to uh, uh, jiu-jitsu fighters who were either very known or uh, people on the local scene, and we'd always be sending each other stuff back and forth, like, you know, we need to hit up this one, we need to hit up this one. And I knew he'd be a good uh, traveling partner, so I was like, Scott, you down to go to Texas? And immediately he was like, hell yeah, book it. He's like, let's go. And he said, what for? And I told him, you know, the UFC of jiu-jitsu has contacted me and he said oh shit son let's go and i was like yes let's go so then we uh it was maybe uh they contacted me two weeks out so uh, immediately i started training as hard as i could you know limited uh partners you know not many gyms were open so i tried to get roles in wherever i could go and uh it was a lot of days of me and scott just drilling on our own because uh it was tough to find any partners. Uh, let me drink some water. <clears throat> Sorry, throat's getting a little dry. So it was a lot of days of uh, me and Scott just drilling back and forth just because it was hard to find training partners at the time. And so then we uh, we set off for Dallas. This is my first time flying. I was so nervous. Like, not only am I about to compete in one of the biggest promotions, I'm also flying for the first time like oh my gosh I didn't know what to think at first I was really scared to go fly at first but then as soon as I got on that plane I mean it it was like a roller coaster I was like heck yeah let's go I'm so ready so then we got there and um, I think I was maybe a pound or two over so I didn't have to worry about weight cutting or anything so We uh we ate some good food out there. I mean, I would probably say some of the best Mexican food I've ever had. So uh, I might have to make a trip back out to Texas just for the food. We uh we hit up this spot near our hotel. It was called um RJ's. It was so good. Like I mean, shout out to our waiter. Like he was the best waiter. Like we when we went there the first time, he was so nice. He was. He was like, you know, what are you guys in town for? And, you know, I told him, he's like, that's that's so awesome, dude. Like, I'd love to check it out. And so we gave him all the info. And uh, next thing we know, we were walking down the strip, um, checking out all the places in Texas. And um, <clears throat> we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, you know, where do you want to go eat? Where do you want to go eat next? And uh, we're like, dude, we got when it's time to eat, we got to go back there because that place was the bomb. And it was, and I think we ate there every night we were there. And it was, it was so good. Like, oof, we're going to have to go back just for that. So, um, after that, let me think of any other foods that we tried there that were really good. There was also this slider place. I can't remember the name of it. That was really good. It was, um, near the, uh, it was on the strip of Deep Elm. Anybody who's been there, I mean, you got to check these places out. It was a slider uh, bar, and then there was this other place we went to where they had uh, alcoholic popsicles, and 
I was like, we got to try those just, just to say we've tried them. And um, so that was nice. And then we uh, we did some training. They had a little gym at the, hot- at the hotel we were staying at. So um, we were able to do, you know, the bare minimum. Just uh, it was a little mat we had we had there, and we were just able to just do drills back and forth and run on the treadmill and uh, just stay loose and stretch. And um, so that was good. Um, we were there for I think it was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I can't remember if we left Sunday or we left Saturday. I think we left Saturday. So we were there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, um, so Friday would be the fight. And, uh, so Thursday, Thursday, it was a hot day. This was freaking June in Texas and it was really hot out there. And, um, I would look at the scale. We we had to go buy a scale at CVS actually, just because we didn't bring one with us. I mean, I didn't even think of that. And, uh, so we went out to CVS, got a scale and I look at the scale the day before, and it said, you know, you're two pounds over. I went, okay, that ain't much. So then we figured, okay, let's go. Um, I'm not going to eat uh, the rest of the day. I'm going to, uh, we'll, we'll just go walking. And, you know, it's pretty hot out, so I'll be able to cut this weight just by walking. So uh, we went walking, checked out, all, checked out everything. There was this big eyeball just in the middle of town. And uh, we thought that was really cool. And uh, next thing we know, we had this guy come up to us and tell us this whole crazy story about it, about this uh, millionaire guy who just did it just to say, you know, check out all my money. And um, that was cool. So then we kept walking and then checked out Deep Ellum. And then after that, we uh, we went back to our hotel. And by the time we were walking back, I was so freaking tired. I was so drained just because I hadn't eaten anything and it was so hot out. And I was like, dude, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine for weigh-ins. So then weigh-ins were later that night and uh, <clears throat> we went to uh, weigh-ins. And next thing I know, I'm I'm underweight. I think I was like a pound under. So I was like, heck yeah, time to get some food now. So uh, after that, where did we go? I think we went back to Orges actually. No, did we? I think we did, yeah. We went back to RJ's, of course, because they had the bomb Mexican food. And um, after that, we just rested. And then we had to be, uh, I don't think, it, what time did it start? Because the time differences, I think it was, we were like two hours behind. Yeah, we were two hours behind, I think. And um, uh, we went, it was in uh, Dil- Gillies, Gillies. And uh, the venue was really nice. When we uh, when we got there, you know, it was a long, long hallway we had to walk down to get in. I was like, dude, check this out. We need to get a picture of this. This is so cool. So then immediately when immediately when we walk in, I see just the big mat, the lights. I mean, it was it, it was probably the best show I've ever been to, and uh, it was so awesome. Like I that that feeling I had as soon as I saw that, I was like, this. This is the goal. This is where I'm trying to get to, you know, to be able to compete at the biggest stages, you know, like these opportunities do not come often. So, you know, I should be grateful that I'm even here right now. Hang on a second. Sorry. You know, I should be grateful that I'm even here right now. You know, like uh, 
like I'm so glad that I made the trip out there just because of the uh, experience that I gained. You know, the uh, the outcome wasn't wasn't what I expected. You know, I went out there. I uh, I tried the uh, flying triangle that I did a while back. Uh, I think it was in uh, January of twenty. No, January of twenty twenty. Was it? Yeah, I think it might have been because um, uh, it was right uh, after the new year, so it was January of twenty twenty, and uh, it went viral. It got so many views, and I was like, like I, I want to get another viral moment. So uh, I tried that, it didn't work out. But um, after that, I uh, I had tried to pull guard so many times. I tried to play uh, butterfly guard, and it just wasn't working. He got through it. Um, I'm gonna uh do a breakdown of uh, my recent matches for y'all, and um, show y'all uh things I should have done or uh things that I did well but uh could have done better. I'm gonna do that so you guys can be better than me and fix those and fix those mistakes that even you might be making and uh, not make the same mistakes that I made. So um, I'll probably do a breakdown of those on the YouTube channel. And um, and yeah, so um, uh, he ended up getting past my guard. He uh, he took my back and then sinked in a rear naked choke, which, I mean, I didn't think it was, it, it was over my face. And then next thing I was like, well, this really hurts my face. Let me push his hands down to try and get out. And next thing I know, it's around my neck. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, this ain't good. This is not good. Okay, well, let me see if I can tough this out and try and somehow wiggle out of this. And uh, I didn't. He ended up tapping me. And, you know, I just tried to visualize so much, you know, winning and just visualizing me getting my hand raised like and it just didn't work out for me, which it wasn't meant to. You know, I have to, ex- uh, I had to accept that, that, you know, it just wasn't meant to. You know, just just because you had a minor setback doesn't mean you're not going to have a major comeback, you know. It, um, I was, as soon as I got up, I was just like, fuck, fuck. You know, I, I came out all this way, you know, to lose, like, fuck. Like, I felt so awful, I, uh, I uh, I beat myself up for it in the back, and I was just like, dude, like, I know I'm better than that. Like, I know I can beat all these guys. Like, I know I'm so much better than that. But, but he was he was better on that night. He uh, he met, he his guard passing was really good. He uh, he got past my half guard, and like pushed my top leg down in a way that I was like, wow, I need to incorporate that into my game. You know, it was it was really slick, and so uh, shout out to him, uh, Chase Sosa. Check him out, and um, he's been competing a lot, so I've been keeping up with his stuff. And um, you know, we talked afterwards. We were like, "Yeah, man, you know, you you know, you're really good." He's like, "You know, you're really good," and we uh, we real uh, grateful for the opportunity. So um, after that, me and Scott just enjoyed the show because, I mean, I was on the undercard, but. I was also like just like being able to hang out with like all these top level athletes like <clears throat> like Andre Galvao was in the building freaking Edwin Najmi uh, uh Lovato and there was just Lucas Barboza there was just so many top level guys there I was like oh my gosh like yeah I'm kind of pissed I lost but also 
I'm going to take advantage of this while I still can because it is not often you get to hang out with, like, the Jordans and the LeBrons of jiu-jitsu, you know? Like, Andre Galvao, like, I fangirled as soon as I saw Andre Galvao. I looked at Scott and I went, Scott, look, do you know who that is? And he said, no, who's that? I was like, um, you know the guys we see on, like, BJJ Fanatics and all these highlight videos, like, that's Andre Galvao, like, he literally just won ADCC, like, oh my gosh, like, I started, I started panicking immediately, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go get a picture with him, like, oh my gosh, I need to, and, um, so we, we got a picture with Galvao, of course, I met Edwin Najmi, who inspired me to do, uh, to focus more on my triangles, just because I'd seen so many highlights of him flying triangling guys, and just getting guys in in any position, any position they were in, he could get them in a triangle. And I was like, uh, I'm really good at triangles. I need to try and get on this guy's level. Like, and I think it was for like a, a year solid. I spent developing my triangle and really focusing on making it one of my top submissions. You know, because um, <clears throat> I think it was John Danher said, you know, there you need to be good at everything. But there needs to be one thing that you are just absolutely better than everyone else at. And I was like, that's it. Triangles. I have a, I have a, uh, a, a, uh, what is it called? A, uh, affinity for triangles. And I was like, that's the, that's the thing right now that I need to be better than everyone at is triangles. I need to be good at everything, but triangles need to be the thing that I destroy everyone with. So, I worked on my flying triangles. I went viral on that. I was very happy about that. I, I thought, oh shit, I'm famous, and so uh, I, uh, I worked on my flying triangles on my uh, triangles from uh, guard, open guard. I, uh, I re- and then I re- uh, learned the uh, triangle from the back. I, c- I can't remember the Japanese name for it, but just the rear triangle, and uh, I really like that one just because you can go from there's so many options from there. You can. Uh, take uh, you can take the triangle or you can go for the wrist lock you can they if they turn you can go for the triangle from the back you can wrist lock them I mean, there's so many options from there so uh yeah that was cool um after that um so i met i met a bunch of guys it was really awesome and then you know i talked to seth afterwards i was like uh seth daniels the uh the promoter, I was like, man, this show is probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Like, I, I'd love to, I'd love for you to come out to North Carolina soon and, you know, <clears throat> you know, do a show out here. I think it'd be so freaking awesome. I, I'd love to be part of it. And, you know, he, he said, you know, once COVID restrictions are up and, you know, we can have at least half capacity, you know, we're going, we're going to make a trip out there. So be on, be on the lookout guys, you know, as soon as North Carolina's, uh, I think North Carolina's already opening back up. So uh, once it opens up, uh, I want to see Fight to Win come to North Carolina. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to see uh, a bunch of local guys be on the top stage, you know. It'd be so awesome. So, um, I mean, traveling during this pandemic was so, um, it was so bizarre because, you know, we we figured, you know, there's going to be a a lot of uh, cheap flights, I'm sure, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, our, our flights were cheap. I mean, we flew round trip. I mean, I think it was like maybe 200 bucks, something like that. So it was super cheap. And the, uh, the airports were 
they were not crowded. They were, uh, well, at least I've never experienced a uh, crowded uh, airport before. But I mean, it it was it was a uh, it was good. It was it was a good experience, I think, for me for my first time, just not having to deal with all the loud noises and uh, people rushing everywhere. I think it was very good because it's a very overwhelming experience, even with not a lot of people. It wasn't uh, as overwhelming as it could have been. So that was fun. Uh, me and Scott got a whole road to ourselves just because of there wasn't a lot of people traveling. We got a whole road to ourselves, so that was nice. And we were able to stretch out a little bit. And um, it was so much fun. I mean, I, I will say the it's flying's not my favorite thing, but I do like taking off and la- and landing. Those are the so much fun because it's, it's like a roller coaster. I just hate when you get up to like the the very top you're gonna go just because it uh makes your ears pop and oh it just gave me a, the worst headache. And also I didn't sleep much the night before just because I was so excited about um everything that was about to happen. Like you know we're going to Texas. I'm flying for the first time. I'm about to compete on one of the biggest cards. You know like this is nuts. And um, yeah, my head hurt uh, on the ride there, and then it hurt on the on the ride back, just because my ears kept popping. So uh, we got back from Texas. We um, and then we drove home, and we were just like, dude, can you believe what we just did? Like, we just went to Texas, met some of the biggest names in jujitsu, got to compete on the cord. Like, this is nuts, man. Like, we're gonna we're gonna have to do this again one day. So um. So, that was June. Then, skip a month, month and a half later. We, uh, me and my wife, we uh, we take a trip to uh, the beach every year, uh, Oak Island, and uh, it's it's a beach here in uh, North Carolina, I think. North Carolina, yeah, North Carolina or South Carolina? I think it's North Carolina. Whatever. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. I just. Uh, I tell them, you know, I'll pack my bag and you just tell me where to where to be. So uh, we took a trip out to Oak Island every year, and um, we usually stay there for about a for about a week. And uh, when uh, when we went there, you know, I'd had this crazy idea uh, two three weeks ago. I was like, what if not only do I propose, but what if because we talked about it the year before, you know, there's a skydiving place there. You know, the I'd love to go skydiving. You know, of course, it wasn't the girls that said that. It was uh, me and my brother-in-law. We were like, dude, we need to go skydiving one day. Like, they've got a place there. We can we can get that set up, and that'll be something fun we can do while we're there. So uh, I talked to them about two weeks before we leave for the trip, and I was like, all right, man, I've got the ring. Are you down to do this? Are you down to go skydiving? And he said, dude, I'm in. Like, you just got to tell me where to be. And I was like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to surprise Allison for her birthday. I'm going to tell her, you know, I've got a big surprise for you. We're going to, I'll just tell you when we get there. Because I really got to show you. I can't tell you. Because it'll ruin the surprise. And she said, okay, all right, whatever. So then we get there. And I think it was on the, I think it was on the third, fourth day. I think it was on a Wednesday. We, uh, 
uh, we're there just hanging out, hanging out by the pool. And um, we go upstairs and we're hanging out on the this big uh, porch we had in, in our uh, in our house. And uh, I was like, Allison, all right, you can you can uh, look at your uh, gift now. And I had pulled up the uh, confirmation email on my phone and I showed her my phone and I was like, look, just all you got to do is look on my phone. Here it is. And uh, immediately when she looks, she looks very confused, but not even in like, a, oh, my gosh, like you just got me a gift confused. Like she looked confused. Like, are you like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, did your brain fall out or something? It was not a happy confused. She uh, she was like, uh, no, like, you know, I'm not doing this right. And I was like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, it's your surprise. Like, remember we talked about how we were going to go skydiving one day? And she said, yeah, you and Ben talked about that. Not me and you. And I was like, well, I mean, I have a backup plan. You know, if, if you don't want to go, I mean, I can just I can go with Ben. And immediately her sister, Amber, goes, um, Ben hasn't talked to me about this. He has not mentioned this to me. I feel like as his wife, it is kind of important that I know. And I went, oh, well, um, I don't know, but uh, he already agreed to. So <laughs> I have the ticket. So I don't know what we're going to do now. So and, you know, me and Ben already knew he was already in on it. We knew they were going to be surprised and. Next thing we know, me and him are getting sat down by our wives. Well, not wife yet, but uh, soon to be. I, we got sat down, and uh, they were like, "Are you like, are you serious right now? Like, why wouldn't you talk to me about this?" And uh, we were like, "Well, I mean, you know, we wanted it to be a surprise." And then Allison leaves. Um, my uh, fiance. She leaves, and uh, Amber talks to me and Ben alone, and she's like, well, I guess the day's today, isn't it? And I, and I went, um, yeah, yeah, I guess it, yeah, I guess it is. And uh, because I'd been keeping it a secret from her, too, and uh, I told her, I said, yeah, I was, I was trying to keep it a surprise, you know. I, we didn't want to tell anyone, just, just in case, you know. And uh she said, well, I mean, I feel like Ben should have told me, you know, like he's about to go flying thousands of feet from the sky. I feel like, you know, I kind of need the heads up. You know, I don't care what he does. Just I would appreciate a heads up. That would be nice. And, um, you know, it was I had got this whole thing on video so you can check it out. Uh, I'm going to have to upload it to the YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if I'll make a personal one or just upload it on the jujitsu channel. But, um. And we'll have to upload it on YouTube so y'all can check it out. But uh, it's on my it's on my personal page, uh, Jazz Ortiz, or uh, one and only Jazz Ortiz on Instagram. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> it was it was very crazy because uh, this whole thing I'm catching this whole experience on camera and nobody knows it. Like you know, like I, I put the camera on Allison when she opened it, and uh, she you could just tell by the look on her face like what the fuck. And um, it was just interesting because they thought I was just making a vlog just for the week. And little did they know, you know, like, it's about to go down. Like, this is about to happen. And uh, so we're getting ready downstairs. Um, my buddy Tyler, he, I think, was more effective than everyone because he was, like, quiet, like, immediate silence. And I had told Tyler beforehand, like, 
Tyler, like, today's the day. Like, you know, right? And he's like, okay, like, I'm, I guess. Like, I don't even know if he knew what I meant by that because every one of her family members was, like, in sheer panic. Like, oh, my gosh, they're about to die. Like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And, like, Tyler was, like, he knew about it, but he was still like, I mean, guys, like, I'm, I'm worried, guys. Like, like what, what are we going to do? I'm like, Tyler, you were in on this. Like, yes, he didn't have as much of a heads up as Ben did, but, like, you do. I told you a few days ago, like, this is going to happen. And so uh, he's about to shoot himself, and the rest of the family is. And me and Ben are just kind of, you know, we're getting ready, and we're both kind of like, oh, my gosh, like, this is it. Like, we're about to do this. And um, I'd called my buddy Scott because I'd been talking to him about it. And I was like, you know, today's the day. And I'm like, dude, she has like no idea like that today we're going to do it. And he's like, dude, like, let's go. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Keep me updated. And so uh, we're walking down the steps and they're, you know, they're just panicking. Like, you know, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like, oh my, do we go watch them? Do we stay here and wait for them? Like, what do we do? And so, eventually, I had to let Amber in on the whole thing. And I was like, all right, here's what I need you to do. I need you all to wait for us down at the bottom. Because I'm going to do it down at the bottom once I land. And I need her to be somewhat dressed up. You know, like, it's hot as hell. So, you know, you can't freaking put on a ball gown, but, you know, make sure she looks nice for pictures, you know, just because I, I know there's going to be pictures taken, you know, make sure she looks good. And it was it was so funny because she had told me, she said uh, afterwards, she said, you know, it was kind of weird. Like I was telling like Allison was asking me, you know, what are you going to wear? Like it's it's hot out there. Like what? What are we going to wear? And she said, I don't know. But like I'm putting on makeup. And she said, you're putting on makeup. Why? And she said, I don't know, I just want to look nice, you know, just in case. And she said, okay, well, I guess I'll put on makeup too. And so she, Amber at this point was about to burst because she's like, I've I've told so many lies over the past uh, month, month and a half. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm about to burst and just uh, freaking run out of lies. And her mom was the same way. A funny story. So uh, her mom, the night before, had actually told Amber, Allison's mom, their mom, had actually told uh, Amber, because I had told uh, Rainy, their mom, hey, like, tomorrow's going to be the day, like, I'm going to propose to her, so I'll need, because uh, Rainy had been keeping the ring, and I told her, you know, tomorrow's going to be the day, you know, so I kind of need the ring, and she said, okay, uh, how are you going to do it? And I was like, I'm going to go skydiving. And she said, what? What do you mean you're going to go skydiving? I was like, I'm going to go skydiving. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And she said, oh, my gosh, you can't be doing all that. You can't do that. No, no. Like, she, you can't force her to go with you. And I went, she's not going to go. Like, it's all going to go according to plan. Ben's going to go with me because Allison's going to back out. She's not going to do it. So Ben will do it. And she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, and she immediately went into a panic, and she was just like, oh my gosh, I swear she better not go with you, and I'm like, she's not going to, stop worrying, stop worrying, she'll, she'll be fine, and so next thing I know, Amber tells me the next day, as she's sitting us down, yeah, mama came up to me and told me that Ben was going to do this, but I was waiting for Ben to tell me, 
And Ben was like, well, I mean, I really didn't think about it. Like, we were we were just trying to surprise everyone. And, uh, and we, we just weren't trying to take the shock factor away. And he, she was like, well, consider me surprised. And so then I'm, I'm like, Rainy, why did you tell him? You know, you weren't supposed to tell nobody. And she said, well, I mean, I didn't want you to make her jump off that plane. And I was like, she wasn't going to. And so that was kind of funny. So um, fast forward. Now we're getting there. We're at, we're at the little uh, dock, whatever you'd call it, where they freaking land the planes. And uh, we're, we had to fill out all this paperwork. And and it seems like, like now it seems real. Like now I, I, I don't think any uh, I, th- I don't think any nerves would set in just yet. But uh, I felt a little I felt a little nervous, but I was too focused on the engagement and how everything was going to go that I didn't really have time to think about it. And I, I was just focused on uh, get, getting engaged, like giving her that ring. Like I didn't really have time to think about, oh, I'm about to fall at 10. I think it was 10,000 feet. No, was it 10,000? I can't remember. It was something like that. Like, I can't believe I'm about to fall thousands of feet from the sky. You know, I didn't have time to think that. So then we get into this little room and uh, they're having us fill out all this paperwork and listen to this video basically saying, if you die, please do not sue us. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Just take my signature, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I didn't read any of it because I knew if I read any of it, I would immediately go into a panic. And uh, so I just put down my signatures for everything. And next thing I know, we're waiting. And then they're like, you know, we got one person ahead of you, and then it'll be you. It was kind of dead that day. It wasn't very busy, so I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Any minute now, any minute now. And so then finally the family gets there, and originally what I was going to do was hold the I'd zip up uh, pockets. Uh, I had uh, joggers on. They had zippers on them, and I'd originally uh, put the ring in my pocket and zipped it up, and I was like, okay, just when I get down, I'll take it out of my pocket and then give it to her. But then I spoke with the guy that I was jumping with, and he was like, uh, no, I don't feel comfortable about doing that. Like, what if it falls or something? You know, that's that's not going to be easily replaced. So um, how about we do this? How about I give it to the manager, and he is going to come out and take the straps off of you and pretend like he's one of the workers. Like, he's just doing like he would normally. And um, then he's going to hand you the ring. And then I was like, okay, all right, sounds good to me. That was probably a better plan. No, hang on. Yeah, that sounds like a better plan. So then <clears throat> uh, they start hooking us up and putting everything on, and I'm like, oof, this is tight around the nads. So uh, I was like, yeah, but I need it as tight as it can be because I ain't trying to fall out. So uh, then finally the plane gets there, and... Um, we're getting on and it's super loud and then I look inside of the plane we're getting in and I'm like, Oh, this is oh, this is not what I expected. This is tight quarters around here. So I was like, How are we fitting four people in here? Because it was me, the guy I was tandem a uh, tandem uh jumping with, and then it was uh Ben and his guy. And so uh we get in and we're squished in there like freaking sardines and um now we're going up. And as I'm, as we're going up, like now it's starting to kick in. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm about to really go skydiving. Like, 
I'm about to jump out of this plane. Like, there is no coming back because I'm not going to look like a pussy and just fly back down like, oh, I couldn't do it, you know. Like, I have to do this because my engagement is relying on it. Like, if I do not jump out of this, I am not getting engaged. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm looking at, there's this little rainbow sign on it that said their logo or whatever on the plane. It was right there in front of me, uh, uh, right there on the seat and then we weren't even in seats we were like sitting down all leaned up against each other and um it, it, i'm looking down at this sign like like it was burned into my brain like i'm like oh god what am i doing as we're going up and up and up i'm like what am i doing i'm so crazy and then we finally get up there and i had dressed for the occasion i, I knew we're going to be up thousands of uh, thousands of feet in the sky like I'm going to need to layer up. And Ben was Ben and all the other uh uh people were like, you know, what what the hell are you wearing? Like why are you wearing long sleeves and uh thick socks and uh pants? I'm like, you'll see. When we get up there, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold as shit. Yeah, it's 90 degrees down here, but it's going to be cold. And uh we get up there and he's like, "Whoa. That's a bit chilly up here, I like, see. I told you." And so Ben, he jumps off first. And uh, what the guys had told us were, were um, they said, uh, you know, tuck yourself in like a ball. And then as soon as I say, we're, as soon as you tell me that uh, we're good to jump, we're going to jump. And I want you to extend your arms out, you know, like a, like a starfish. So um, we're, uh, I watched Ben. And next thing I know, he jumps off and he's gone. Like, because immediately when he jumped out, um, my guy started inching towards the door and um, I look out and I'm like, you know, like, oh, I can't see him falling. Like, where is he? Okay. He just disappeared. All right. Okay. Whew. Like, that's really high. So then we're, uh, we're, we're uh, at the door and we're about to jump out. And uh, next thing I know, like, this dude, like, he didn't even ask me for the go-ahead. He just jumped. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm, and, and as I was, as I was, um, as I was kind of prepping myself mentally, like, at the door, like, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm about to jump. I'll tell him when. I'll tell him when. And before I know it, he jumps. He doesn't even ask me if I'm good. Like, I'm like, oh, God. And so as I'm, as I'm falling, I'm kind of tucked in and I'm, I got my eyes closed, and I'm like, no, 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 you're never going to, you know, you may never do this again, so, you know, open your eyes, watch it all, and so I look, and as I open my eyes, I turn to my left, and I see a bolt of, uh, a streak of lightning fall, because apparently there was uh, a storm coming, and we, uh, I mean, we knew about it, but we didn't think it was that close, and so I look, and I can see a storm cloud coming from my left side, and I see a streak falling. I'm like, and as I'm falling out of the plane, I'm going, I'm gonna die. Like this is it. I'm, I'm gonna die. Like oh god, I'm gonna get hit by lightning, or I'm gonna fall. Something's gonna happen. So then, we uh, we we're falling, and uh, I, he's like, you know, this is, ain't this crazy? And I'm like. Yeah, like, this is so nuts. And he's like, you know, show me around everything there is to see. And so he's like, well, you know, it's not as crazy as what you're about to do. And I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. And so as I'm uh, coming down, then 
the guy comes out there and uh, the manager and he's like, you know, all right, here you go. And then I'm holding it behind my, behind my, uh, behind my back. And, um, I'm like, all right, here's the, here's the moment. Here it comes. And uh, I'm like, surely she's seen it by now. Like she knows what's about to happen. Like, like how suspicious is it that this guy's handing me something? Like, come on now. You probably know something's going on. So, uh, I, uh, I, I get down on one knee and, uh, she immediately like drops everything and just starts like crying hysterically. And, um, I don't know if it was bad etiquette or I don't know if I did it wrong, but I was just like in such a, I, I had my adrenaline was going, so I couldn't think clearly, but I didn't actually pull the ring out, put it on her finger. You know, when I've seen movies and stuff, I've seen them put it on the finger or, uh, or something. And, uh, I was like, did I do it right? Or, because I, when I bent down and gave it to her, I, uh, I was just like, you know, will you marry me? And, uh, she immediately started crying and she was like, yes, yes. And then, uh, I was like, well, you know, put it on, put it on. And, uh, I was like, oh fuck. And like in that moment I realized, I was like, oh fuck, did I do that wrong? Was I supposed to do something else? And, um, but she said it was fine. She said, I don't care. She said, I got a ring, so I don't care. And so then, uh, after that, we were walking back off of there, and uh, me and Ben had just uh, skydiving. We were freaking excited. We got a little certificate, and we were freaking, we were, like, hyped up on adrenaline. And uh, we were like, we can't believe we just did that. We need to do it again. We need to do it everywhere. And so then, uh, after that, we were walking back to the car, and um, Allison, she's, uh, she looks at me, and she goes, you know, I realized and on the ride over here, I went, you know, was this really even a gift for me? Like, I feel like Jazz got himself a gift for my birthday. Like, I feel like I was never supposed to go on that ride. Like, I feel like he knew I was gonna, I was gonna, uh, wuss out. Like, was this just, was he just getting a gift for himself? And so then they're all like, oh yeah, you know, like, like well, well, I guess we'll see. You know, you never know. You know, and so I told her, I said, "Yep, like yeah, it was. It went exactly the way I thought it was gonna go." So um, after that, we're uh, eating at this eating at this uh place, and uh, it was it was just talked about it and how it was so crazy what we did, and you know, ever since then, me and uh. Me and Ben have been to this little club. We're called the Sky Bros. And anyone who's ever been skydiving is part of the Sky Bros Club. So uh, we've started saying that now. And, you know, we're like, man, if you ain't a Sky Bro, don't talk to me. You know, like, just just a little funny thing we have going back and forth. And um, we are actually taking a uh, trip to Vegas in about two weeks. And, um... And, uh, it was, it was just funny talking about everything we were going to do there. And, uh, you know, we're like, you know, we're going to have to go skydiving in Vegas. And, uh, they were like, our wives were like, no, you were not doing that. No. And, um, it's, it's so funny because, uh, we gave Tyler uh, a bunch of shit because we were like, when we, uh, when we announced it to everyone, we're like, you know, Allison's gift is skydiving, whatever. And then it ended up being me and Ben. And then we were like, you know, if we want it to be a guy's thing, 
you know, Tyler, you can come with us. And so Tyler was like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And we were like, come on, man. You know, like it can be, it can be like a, you know, our thing. Like we can be sky bros. And he said, uh, he said, I don't, I don't know. Like I told my brother I was going to go with him. And so I don't know if I'm, if I can do it today. You know, you didn't give me a heads up. And I'm like, well, listen, Tyler, either we doing it or not. Like you want to do it or no. And he said, no, I'll just go with y'all another time. And so now it's kind of been like a funny little running joke that we have with Tyler where we uh, we call him Ground Bro because he uh, he didn't go with us and we just give him shit all the time. And I, I think it's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it was crazy. I mean, it was so crazy. And what was even crazier was... So that happened. I can't even. I can't even tell. I think it was July twenty sixth, or uh, when we got engaged, and uh, we got back. Hang on. We got back towards the beginning of August because we stayed down there for a week, and um, when we got back from the beach. Um, we went to an open mat that was uh, that was had at a gym I'm training at, and um, me and Scott went to the open mat, and I was like, you know, uh, I haven't been training this whole week, you know, I need to get back into doing something, you know. Did you hear they're having an open mat? Like, let's go. And so, uh, me and Scott hit that open mat up, and uh, next thing I know, that it, the open mat was on a. It was either a Saturday or Sunday. And then that following Tuesday, Scott texts me and says, you know, I'm feeling kind of bad. You know, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've gotten chills. I've got a fever. You know, I feel real sick. It might just be like a sinus thing. I don't know. I was like, okay, all right, whatever. You know, it's probably just allergies or something. You know, it's probably nothing serious. And little did I know, he had COVID, and so he said, you know, I'm going to go get tested, you know, just in case. It's probably nothing, but, you know, just in case. So then he texts me uh, that next day, and he said, yo, I tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, fuck, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, man, I've lost my sense of smell and taste, and <clears throat> I've uh, I've got all these symptoms. And then I was like, well, it probably didn't get to me. I'm probably fine. I didn't uh I didn't realize that I had gotten ex- that I had covid. It just it hadn't it just hadn't kicked in for me yet. And next thing I know, the I think it was either that Thursday or Friday, I um I went to bed and next thing I know, I wake up and I feel like shit. Like my head was pounding. And the weird thing that I had with COVID, it wasn't like my head hurt constantly, but my head would hurt whenever my eyes would move really fast. I could look straight at someone, but I could not look like, I could not like quickly turn to the right or left because it would, like my head would pound so bad. That was the, that was really the only severe symptom I had from COVID. You know, Scott got the whole package. He, uh, his O2, nothing happened to his oxygen, like it didn't drop or anything, but he just had all the symptoms, you know, the common ones like, you know, his, um, his sense of smell and taste were gone. 
he uh, he had headaches, he had uh, chills, he uh, it, it, yeah he got the whole thing. All I got was the uh, the chills, the fever, and the the weird eye headaches. Like that's all I had, and uh, my fever stuck around for like a day, and then after like that later that night, my fever broke, and I was fine from then on. And um, it was it was uh it was weird because my wife didn't know what to do. Like, you know, I told her, you know, like I got exposed to COVID, like, you know, like it's happening. Like, you know, we, we didn't think it would, it would hit us, but it has. And, uh, she, uh, she said, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, like I've been around you. Like, I didn't, I didn't think you, uh, like, I didn't think you had it. And so I told her, you know, you don't have to quarantine. Like you don't have to stay away from me. You know, you can't, uh, you can't be around me because I'm scared it's going to contage you. And so at that time, nobody really, I mean, still now it's very hard to find any like, like facts about COVID. I mean, there's, there's, it's different with everyone, but, um, at the time there was, if there's little info now, there was even less then. And so we're just panicking, like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? Like, are you going to be okay by yourself? Are you going to be able, you're going to need help? And I'm like, oh no, I think I'll be fine. I just, I need you to stay away because, you know, you have uh, some pre-existing conditions, you know, like I think she had asthma as a kid or she's, I don't think she still does. I think she had it as a kid and we were just worried like, what if it got to her lungs or something like that? I'd be worried. I'd feel awful if that, if that happened. So um, I quarantined for about two weeks and Honestly, the worst part about it was like, uh, it was like a little depression that I got from uh, being quarantined for two weeks because, you know, you can't do nothing. You're just stuck inside. Like, like I eventually got bored with watching TV or doing anything. And I was just like, I want to go out. Like, this sucks. But I was like, I can't go out. Like, and then finally my two weeks came and I was just glad to be out and doing normal people stuff, you know, like. Oof, like I can't imagine for the people that have that's had this for like months and months. Like I really hate that for them. But um, uh, once I got out of uh, quarantine, I was just glad I was out. And um, it, it, yeah, I really it, it, it's it, it's interesting with what's happened with this whole COVID thing. Like it's definitely real, but it's uh, it, I hope it's on its way out and. Um, I hope that through this vaccine and everything that's been being pushed through, you know, I hope it it can be managed now. But um, yeah, I mean that's what's uh, that's what's been going on for with me for the past couple of uh, months, and uh, it's been it's been pretty crazy. There's uh there's some other things that have happened, but we'll save that for the next episode. Uh, today I wanted to break down, you know just my wanted to introduce you to myself and everything that's been going on with me you know I'm sure if you're listening to this you already you've already heard of this you know but now you're getting like your you know your inside scoop and uh yeah I'm really excited about um working on this podcast and uh I'm gonna try and make it uh as professional as it can be and uh make it really great for you guys so uh I appreciate all y'all support and um I'll catch y'all in the next episode Thank you, guys.